Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. Oh, that's a little rough. <laughs> Start of the year for everybody. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or let's in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your, cho- of your choice. rather. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today. She's making us sound good. She's back from what she demanded to be a two-week sabbatical. She's the Duchess of the Dark. She's Ashley Pick. Mm, I don't think I got a two-week sabbatical. Well, I don't know. Were you doing a show? Not this show. Well, there you go. <laughs> that's exactly right. From TFT, yeah, I guess that's Today true. is Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. How about that? 324 days till Thanksgiving. Wild. Thanksgiving, rather. Happy birthday to future Pro Football Hall of Famer Eli Manning. Eli Manning's going in the Hall of Fame, and there's nothing you can do about him. He's got two Super Bowls. He's going in the Hall of Fame. When he won that second one, all I was saying was, like, he's going in the Hall of Fame. They're going to put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like, Tony Romo's not, and he is. That's true. That's, like, a, it's going to happen. Yeah. Anyway, it's episode 1,000. Tony Romo might go in the Broadcasting Hall of Fame at this point. He, he might have he's a better really shot there. He's really stinking good. He might have a better shot there. Like, I, say what you will about the way that he played for the Cowboys, but uh, he's really stinking good at broadcasting. Than he does as a player. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, hey, way to bounce back, my dude. <laughs> Episode 1517. On today's show, folks, <coughs> we are going to uh, take a look back at the past couple weeks. We've been off. And there have been some things that have happened that we would like to talk about. Uh, this is the first January third show I've done in a while because uh, last year I was on um, I was on paternity leave. Did not have a kid this year. Thank there goodness. Go. Did not. Made, Shout out to your two kids. Navigated, but navigated no those waters. Exactly right. Uh, so we will run through some of the most important things that happened over the course of the past couple of weeks to get you up to speed. In the back half of the show, uh, it's uh, what we did on our holiday vacation. Um, Pickle's going to tell you all about uh, the, the why she is hated in Southern California. <laughs> I am going to tell you about the magic of a minivan and how much it sucks to get the flu over Christmas. Yeah. Talk about that coming up here at the back half of the show. Do we have first fourth through the door? Um, we sure do. Nick Morton, Ed McElroy, Daniel Agnew, and Zill0678. 
welcome in that's, fellas. That's my close personal friend. That's actually <laughs> the godfather of my son. Yes. Is, is what'd you say? Zill zero six seven eight. Also, oh, Zill came in with the next comment too, and he said, "Math Tuesday?" Question mark. My guy. Uh, we may not today. Not but today. Today's recap Tuesday, but uh, but who knows? Hey, listen, we did do. Oh, uh, we need to go find it. I wish I would have marked down what episode it is, but we did do like a uh, homage to Math Math Tuesday, like we do with the Thanksgiving. Yeah. However many days you counted it up at one point. I wish we would have. The number of Math Tuesdays we did. No. The days in, after our last Math Tuesday, oh, we did like the days until, until next a Math ne- Tuesday. Ne- hey, maybe oh, we'll see Tuesday. next Tuesday. Maybe Math Tuesday. We'll find out. <laughs> it's the off season, folks. You Although never technically know. not, which no, exactly. is actually a great segue into while we were gone. Mm-hmm. So we've been off for the past couple of weeks, um, talking uh, with our families, uh, reintroducing ourselves to them. Because, as you guys know, during football season, we become hermits. We become football hermits. Uh, but we're back uh, after a, a long and, I would say, um, maybe not restful, but we'll talk about that in the back half of the show. Break. These but headphones are all squeaky. I don't know what happened. They're, like, stiff. They need some back. Good to be back. WD-40 on them. While we were gone, there was a fair amount of football that continued to happen. Mm-hmm. across the state of Texas and involving the state of Texas. And so let's talk a little bit about some of the big headlines. We're going to start with, obviously... Go Frogs! The biggest news, which is that for the first time since 2010, a team from Texas is going to play for the national championship Let's game. go! As TCU defeated Michigan in the Fiesta Bowl to advance to the national championship game while they will take on the number one team in the nation, the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, how locked into this game were you? Um, not super. I didn't okay. have a chance to watch that one as much. I went back and watched a lot of the highlights and stuff. I did watch the entire night game, but mm-hmm. I didn't get to see that one much. Um, I thought that for TCU, the what is so funny is that they hung 51 on Michigan, and I thought their quarterback didn't play particularly well. Mm-hmm. And I also thought their and they gave up 45 to Michigan, and I thought their defense played pretty well. Like, this is one of those, <clears throat> this is one of those don't look at the box score type games yeah. because the numbers are not going to be particularly kind to TCU's defense. Mm-hmm. And yet, I thought that for the most part, they held up in a big way against a Michigan team that was supposed to run all over them. Mm-hmm. The word coming into that game was, ah, TCU's run defense is going to have a hell of a time slowing down Michigan. And Michigan, first play of the game, busted off like a 54-yard run. Yeah. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I did see. I was watching that live, and I was like, oh, frogs. But after that, <laughs> they settled in. Mm-hmm. And the defense, I thought, played particularly well. Uh, they got two pick sixes. Uh, I thought D. Winters was all over the place. Mm-hmm. He was masterful in this game. They had 13 tackles for loss in this game. 13 tackles for loss. Mm-hmm. You do that, you're going to win a lot of ball games. Um, they were, the defense I thought played really well for the most part. But they gave up some big plays, but they were played pretty well. Especially like you said, they're, like, I, there's no doubt the TCU defense heard all the weeks leading up to it. Oh, yeah. oh they're not going to be able to stop them. 
but this is also a Michigan team that is used to playing on a, a really big stage. When's the last time that a TCU defense oh, yeah. has had to come up and like really play on a big stage? They haven't. Yeah. And so this was, um, I thought that the first quarter was really important, and that first drive, especially the end of the first mm-hmm. drive, and you heard some of the linebackers and some of the defensive players say it after the game. It got to be fourth and goal of the two for, for Michigan on their opening drive. And Michigan runs the Philly special, where they run kind of the reverse throwback to the quarterback, and TCU sniffs it out. And after the game, um, I believe Craven was there. I know Craven was there. I don't know if he was there at when this particular comment got made. But the TCU defenders were basically saying, yeah, we knew we had them at that point. Because mm-hmm. if they're reaching into the bag on the opening drive – when it's fourth and goal at the two, and this is supposed to be this big, bad, menacing mm-hmm. Big Ten team that's going to run all over us, and they're not going to line it up and try to run it through us, then yeah, we know we got them. Yep. And sure enough, like they held on to the, they held on in a big way. Um, on the other side, what's so interesting is that the Heisman finalist quarterback. For TCU, Max Duggan, I don't think he played particularly well. No, he did the he did that Max Duggan thing where he did enough, but he, he enough. wasn't he wasn't the game changer this know. game. He has no. been the game changer more this year, but not this game. The game changer for them was their ability to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Amari DiMarcado had a, had, a, had really lifted the running game when Kendra Miller went down. Uh, we don't know the status of Kendra Miller for the championship game, um, but the running game really kind of I thought that TCU up front was really good in this game on the offensive line and on the defensive line. Um and 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 did enough and and once again it's another one score game, uh but they win it again mm-hmm. and um which there's experience in doing that coming into yes, fruition <laughs> absolutely and so now they move on to the national championship game uh which is Monday we'll have mm-hmm. a big preview kind of throughout the week and then of course Monday we'll 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 break it down in a big way um but TCU will play Georgia in the national championship game. They will be underdogs. They will be sizable underdogs. I think the last time I saw it, they were 13-point underdogs to Georgia. Um, I have not been particularly impressed with Georgia's defense of late. Um, they had a lot of injuries, too, in that yeah. late game. Like I'm not saying One of their that, tight ends went out, you know. which is really important to what they do. Um, we'll see. I think, I think TCU is, a, is, an, is an understandable underdog in this game, mm-hmm. but... I think they were an understandable underdog against Michigan, mm-hmm. um, and so we'll see. They'll have to, you know, they'll they they they've got an opportunity to win uh, the first national championship for the state of Texas since 2005. Uh, when Texas did it, they will play for the first championship since 2010. Um, pretty remarkable, and and for a first year coach and Sonny Dykes to do that is is pretty pretty spectacular. So TCU through to the national championship game on Monday. Um, that was really good news for te- for Texas postseason teams, mm-hmm. and ultimately the most news. important news. Honestly, yes, absolutely, <laughs> like for sure. all all due respect to bowl games, but not all bowl games are built the same. Talk about top of the table there, because uh, then it kind of. <laughs> uh, so the state of Texas, it, I put finishes. There is one more game, obviously the national championship game, but. For now, everyone has played their bowl, their their originally scheduled bowl games, and the nine bowl teams in Texas won a grand total of three and six. Three and six, I believe that's the case. Um, is that right? Or is it three and five? Whatever it is, um, they were uh, they they the 
the bowl season has no. It is three and five because there was only eight teams. That's right. Texas State. Yep. Um, UTEP. North Texas. North Texas and A and M. That's right. So it was only eight. So three and five, I should say. Finished three and five in bowl games. It was a rough bowl season for Texas. Yeah. Um, now part of it, in my opinion is that there were some really good bowl matchups that I think that I think you know more or less for example the, like the first bowl game was while we were at state championships uh, it was the the cure bowl with UTSA and Troy which is just a great ball game Troy ends up winning that game 18 to 12 but that was a matchup of teams that entered the game both as 11 win teams so part of that is like okay well that's just a really good ball game uh, rice was a uh, rice now finishes with the very bizarre Five and eight record. Yeah, that is weird. Uh, as they get they get beat, they give up uh, uh, three hundred and twenty nine yards to Frank Gore Jr. on the ground and loses to Southern Miss in the Lending Tree Bowl. Uh, SMU loses a heartbreaker. They they can't come back and beat BYU in the New Mexico Bowl. Uh, North Texas hung tough with Boise State, but uh, in the end, it was not enough uh, as they uh, as they lose the Frisco Bowl. Um, so that was problematic there for the state of Texas. I actually, and we'll talk about why, but I actually watched a decent amount of the Armed Forces Bowl, and I'm not sure why, but I do know why. Well, you couldn't go outside because it was freezing. I also couldn't go outside because I had the flu. Oh, yeah. That. Um, <laughs> and so I watched Air Force beat up Baylor. Yeah. Uh, no, they were not prepared for that weather. They like, weren't prepared for that weather, all. and Air Force ran all over. Yeah, them. I mean it was it was it was something to behold, and and I thought Baylor play, was not particularly impressive there in the Armed Forces Bowl. We finally got our first win in the Independence Bowl with a wild comeback as Houston beats Louisiana mm-hmm. in the in the uh, the Independence Bowl. Go Cougs! Uh, Cougs get the win. Finally got Texas into the, in the win column. Uh, apparently there were people like trapped in the elevator because it's uh, oh really? It's at the <laughs> it was in Shreveport, which is not the best facility. We kept it. <laughs> I have been to the Independence Bowl. <laughs> it's a <rough>. stadium. <laughs> um, the we kept the good vibes going mm-hmm. as Tech beats Ole Miss. That was a big win in the uh, in the Texas Bowl. And I thought like, they looked great. Yeah, they really like, did. And and a lot of ways, bowls are kind of a measurement of how much you care about the bowl game. And I don't want to hear because like this, it's very famous that like the people from the SEC are going to be like, oh man, well like they just didn't care about the bowl mm-hmm. game though more than that. That's why like USC is certainly going to complain and like, oh well, like Tulane just wanted to. They yeah, cared Tulane about won it their more. national championship. Yeah, they cared about it yeah. more. It's like, well, you still lost. Yeah. Um, and Tech looked like a team that was playing. To prove something. To prove something. And I thought uh, I thought that what you saw from Tyler Shuck was pretty darn good. Um, they ran the ball pretty well. And, yeah, t- uh, Tech gets a gets a nice win over, over Ole Miss in the Texas Bowl, the Tech-Zach-Texas Bowl. Which, again, say whatever that you want about bowl games being not important or whatever, but that's this was the prime example for me of a program that's going to utilize that to oh, really yeah. push that forward. And, and an Ole Miss team that's going to be like, the other eh, things about it is you, know? you get three weeks, three extra weeks of practice. Yeah. And that's so important. That's I huge. Mean, we talk with high school coaches that they say winning playoff games, what that does is it gets you extra weeks of practice. Yeah. Which, which it builds. Especially under a first year head coach. Absolutely. That's invaluable. Absolutely. Um, the Alamo Bowl. Uh, did you watch any of the Alamo Bowl? Thank no. uh, Washington and, and I, Texas. I'm sorry, I didn't want to watch Texas lose in the Alamo Bowl again. Um, I thought Quinn Ewers actually looked pretty good. Uh, and I also thought that they very, very, very 
very obviously missed Bijan Robinson. Yeah, well, and Demarion Overshone was out, yeah. and Rashawn Johnson was out. Yeah. Like, that's why I didn't they couldn't watch run it. the ball particularly well, and, mm-hmm. and that was a big that was a big problem. But uh, but so Washington beats the beats Texas in the in the uh, the Alma Bowl, um, and then uh, was that yeah? And then we had TCU Michigan. So there you go. Uh, it was uh, there's a little bowl recap for what we saw. Other things that we missed while we were gone. At one of the bowl games. At this Hackstack Texas Bowl. <laughs> Presented by Kroger. Well, the award is. You got to see the 2022 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year crowned. Yeah. As Timpson's Terry Bussey was named the 2022 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year uh, presented by the Tax Act Texas Bowl and Kroger, um, and and yeah, it was uh, it was a tough choice for us, mm-hmm. uh, as always. But when you take a look at what he was able to do uh, last year, he was a juggernaut at Timpson. Uh, he had four thousand four thousand seven hundred seventy three yards of total offense and eighty total touchdowns. Eighty total touchdowns. Um, and was the most dominant player. He was, in my, in our opinion, my opinion as well, I share it, but in our opinion, he was the most dynamic and dangerous individual player in the state of Texas. It was a tough yeah. decision. We all, we sat around and we debated it, mm-hmm. and there were certainly, it was a tough, you know, there's a lot of really worthy candidates, but in the end, we kept coming back to Terry Bussey. And yeah. what a dominant, dominant player he was and how impressive he was leading Timpson to the state semifinals. And, um, yeah, we thought he was the best player in the state. That's why he's Mr. Texas football. And my favorite, like, my favorite part about this award is there are so many awards that look at, like, future projections of what the student-athlete is going to do. Like, are they going to be a first-round draft pick in the NFL? Like, this is, this is solely what they did in high school. Like, you are the hometown hero. You are the hometown legend. And I feel like that's exactly what Terry Bussey is. Can he be the first-round draft pick? Sure, man, go for it. Likely, probably not. But, gosh darn it, you want to talk about, like, a team that needed their guy to be able to get as far as they've done every single year? It's him. uh, He was the most outstanding high school football player in the state of Texas in 2022. That is our opinion. Uh, Dave Campbell's Texas football, and that's why he's our Mr. Texas football player of the year. Um, he is, um, by the way, the first underclassman, just the second underclassman to ever win the the, the trophy. Uh, the other one was Kyler Murray in 2013. Uh, but yeah, he was far, in our opinion, he was the most outstanding high school football player in the state of Texas, which is why he was the Mr. Texas football player of the year for 2022. Um, and then two more things I think we got real yes. quick. One, it's coaching change season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll have a lot of them up on TexasFootball.com. Joe Willis from Tyler Legacy announced his retirement today. Matt Stepp is going to have all these covered for you at TexasFootball.com. Presented by North Texas Honda Dealers. Thank you. Um, but one that really caught our eye, and, and obviously it has big doings, is that Arlington Martin is looking for a coach for the first time in almost two decades. As Bob Wager, the longtime head coach at Arlington Martin, is leaving Arlington Martin to join the staff at Nebraska uh, under Matt Rule. This is th- this feels like copy paste from what he did at Baylor. Mm-hmm. Where if you remember at Baylor, one of the concerns we had, go back and run the table and when he got hired at Baylor and we talked about it on this show. One of the concerns was this is a Yankee. 
Like this is like Matt Rule's a guy from the Northeast. Like what what does he know about Texas and stuff? So what he did was he went out and he hired Texas bona fides. Mm-hmm. He hired uh, he hired Texas hired guns, right? Mm-hmm. So he hired Joey McGuire, now the head coach of Texas Tech, and he hired David Wetzel, the head coach, uh, or who is still, I believe, the the head of uh, high school relations there at um, at Baylor. He also brought in Sean Bell, who was an alumnus as well. He loaded up on Texas high school football coaches, right? Well-respected, well-known, well-liked you know, well Texas high school football coaches. This feels like the same thing in Nebraska. He wants to continue. He knows that he needs a pipeline of the state of Texas. He's go- And so he goes, well, let's go and let's hire Bob Wager onto on our staff. Here's the other thing. And maybe this is getting un- overlooked. Because, like, for example, when, when McGuire got hired at Tech, or I'm sorry, at, at Baylor. Mm-hmm. I believe he was brought on as like a tight ends coach. Mm-hmm. And like, Joe McGuire knows a lot about football. And I'm sure those were supremely well-coached tight ends. Mm-hmm. But let's be real about why Joe McGuire was there. Mm-hmm. Joe McGuire was there to be kind of a Texas high school football liaison mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, right? Yes, he was an on-field coach, but no way. I do not think that's the case with Bob Wager. Because Bob Wager is being hired as the special teams coordinator. I believe the co-special teams coordinator. Which one makes sense. The dude knows his way around special teams. That's exactly my point. <laughs> this is, you go and look at Arlington Martin. Yep. They are special teams fiends yes. there at Arlington Martin. And always have been. Always have been. And so I do not necessarily think this is some sort of, oh, let's go and, you know, just just uh, you know, hire a guy and mm-hmm. give him a position. I think they, I think they hired him, yes, because of the Texas bona fides, and he's going to have that connection to the state of Texas as far as a recruiting pipeline. That is important. But I also said, well, we're hiring this guy. We might as well put him into a place where he knows his mm-hmm. stuff and he knows special teams. Did you see um, who Matt Rule hired as his wide receivers coach? No, I didn't. A twenty-three-year-old. Do you know who that twenty-three-year-old is? Is it me? You're not 23. Neither am I. Uh, Joey McGuire's son. Oh, did he really? He He's hired Garrett? Leaving, yeah, Garrett is leaving the Panthers and going to be the wide receivers coach at uh, under Matt Rule. I did not see that, but congratulations to Garrett. How cool um, is that? That is cool. Um, mm-hmm. Savvy. Very savvy. Uh, it's not Here just, comes the recruiting wars between not just, son and not just a, father. Not just a hat rack there mm-hmm. on Matt Rule. So that's that's big news. And we'll, so, of course, Arlington Martin's going to be a big uh, job opening. That's I believe a huge Step, job opening. I believe Step has said that he he would right now place his wager, mm. his wager, <laughs> on uh, on an internal hire, but we will see exactly because that's going to be a big-time opening. Yeah, because I believe that Wager's had his same guys with him yes. for quite a while. Uh, and finally, um, speaking of recruiting, uh, the number one prospect in the state of Texas and the cover boy of the 2022 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Rising magazine, David Hicks, Katie Pato defensive end uh, David Hicks, has signed with Texas A&M. Um, he was a guy who was a longtime A&M commit, but was on severe flip watch. Everyone was looking at him because he w- he took an official visit to Oregon and he went up to Oklahoma and he was starting to to dance around. And with the way that A and M season went, and they had already lost a number, a couple of high profile um, players uh, or commits, I should say. Um, 
they were there was some 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 real concern about whether or not he would sign with A&M. He did in fact sign with A&M. I thought that was a critical critical signing there for A&M to hold together their class. They also get Ruben Owens uh, on a flip which we talked about. Um, this is they were able to for A&M obviously compared to last year's recruiting class. Right. It's just like it was never going to match up. Mm-hmm. This feels like an important kind of holding together of some key recruits, including yeah. the number one prospect in Dave Campbell's tech corner, Dave Campbell's tech football in the state in David Hicks. They're able to get him, uh, get him signed. So a really important grab, a really important uh, signing there for A&M. So um, that's it. That's obviously not everything that happened while we were gone. Those were some <laughs> of the headlines. But it's a good summation across of it. The state. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. And now, a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. All right, Pickle. We have been gone for the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, We did state championships, and then we came in on the Monday after state championships, and then we took off. Um, And you and I don't talk whenever these microphones are on. Um, I don't we, like you. We don't. Even with the microphone on, to be honest. Well, I appreciate you holding back for the most part. <laughs> um, and so I have no idea what you did Yeah. Uh, over your over your break. What did you do on your holiday vacation? Um. So we did our Monday uh, show, the state recap show on the 19th. And then I left and I headed down to Houston to visit my boyfriend, Brian, um, and stayed down there for about four days. I got to see the uh, Cougs basketball team in action, which was really, really cool. Um, they're the number three ranked team in the nation, so that was that was a really fun atmosphere. It was December 21st, and it was a sold-out game, which mm-hmm. all due respect to the University of North Texas where I went, that is not always the case there, so it was cool to see. Um, then I went home and spent time with family until I came back up on the 26th. Then I was in the office a couple days getting just some stuff done. You came into the office? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Look at you, hard worker, little worker bee. Um, and then I uh, then I worked again on the thirtieth for my Cotton Bowl prep day. Um, and then yesterday, I was out again because of the actual Cotton Bowl that I was able to MC. So that was a ton of fun. That game 
slapped yesterday. I don't know if you got to watch any of it. Tulane comes back and beats USC. Yeah. Um, that game looked like it was over with about five minutes left. Yeah. Like they kicked the field goal to go up like 13, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's all she wrote. Um, it was, it was an absolute blast. Um, and then we also, um, if you haven't, because we have been on break, Mallory Hartley celebrated her birthday on December 30th. Mallory. So, uh, I got to celebrate Mallory this year, which was great. I didn't get to do that last year because my cotton bowl day was actually on the 30th. So I felt bad, but this year we got to celebrate Mallory and her birthday. So it was, it was a good time, a much needed time with family and some not football, but also football. Mm. But it was fun football, so it right. made it okay. But now my football season is officially over. Well, I guess after Monday when yeah. TCU plays. Yeah, TCU. But my live football attendance is officially right. over now. Right. So we did the show on Monday, mm-hmm. the 20th? 19th. 19th. The 2019th. And when I left this office, I went home and I had my wife. My wife. Drive me to a rental car place mm-hmm. to pick up a rented minivan. Now, Dad did, stuff. did you guys ever have a minivan growing up? No. You never did? No. So we did. We had like the Windstar, like, you know, not Windstar. Aerostar. Like, the Aerostar. <laughs> Windstar, the casino. Uh, yeah, man. We were, we were large <laughs> there at the Tupper House. We had the Aerostar, like, minivan that everybody had that lo- like it looks like the 90s yeah y'all also had five y'all have a family of five we a family of five see we had four so a normal a normal car worked fine for us so we picked up a minivan because we were driving to st louis mm-hmm. for which is where my wife's from and her family's up there and um let me tell you about the minivan pickle okay i want to start with this i'm not buying a minivan okay i'm not buying a minivan okay i'm not gonna become a minivan guy you already have like a mom car, kind I of. I have a mom car. Don't so worry. got a mom. Yeah, we've got the 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 small SUV. Yeah, which is the new minivan. Yeah, you have mom car, so you're already kind of there. Not gonna buy a minivan. New age there. With that said, the minivan rocked. Minivans rule. Yeah, they okay. do. Okay, if they just weren't so the, minivan. The advances we have made in minivan technology mm-hmm. over the last twenty years, remarkable, remarkable. Okay, this thing. And I won't say the name of the company, but this thing ruled. Okay. And and part of it is like my car is like 2016. Mm-hmm. So we've made great strides in like car technology over the last like seven years. Mm-hmm. But, and so some of these things are standard. Yeah. And yet like, so Hank and Max each got like a captain's chair with their car seats. Yeah. The bucket each seats. Each bucket seats. Bucket seats are so dope. My wife got to sit in the back and be, and be quarterback, mm-hmm. stuff like that. She had plenty of room. We had plenty of room for all the stuff we were bringing up there. And then, of course, on the way back, heated seats. Nice. Solid. Heated steering wheel. See, that's a luxury that I've never experienced. Oh, my gosh. But I and think it was cold, okay? It, yeah. it was cold. And the and, and just everything, just a, a beautiful driving experience. A beautiful driving experience. I will rent a minivan anytime I have an opportunity. <laughs> it ruled, okay? The minivan was excellent. Driving up to St. Louis, and we do the thing where we wake uh, we wake up at really early. Mm-hmm. We got on the road at three thirty in the morning. Yeah, so the kids sleep. So the kids, the idea is, it's about a ten hour. It's about a little less than ten hours of driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but knowing full well, we're gonna need stops and stuff like that, ended up taking us twelve hours each way. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
so the idea is let's get everybody in the car. Dad will pump some caffeine and everyone else can sleep in the back and we'll get three hours under our belt before anybody wakes up, before mm-hmm. we stop for breakfast. After we stop for breakfast and we get back in the car, I kind of feel something in my throat. And I'm like, okay. <clears throat> I have some cough drops. Just keep popping cough drops, stuff like that. We got to Big Cabin, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. which is where we turn on to 44. And at, that's the point where I turn to my wife and I go, I need to tell you something. Something's coming. Mm-hmm. Like, I can feel it. I can feel it right now. I just need to let you know. Start feeling not great. Make it to St. Louis. Get there. Get there, like I said, about 12 hours door to door. A little more than 12 hours door to door. I take a nice nap. Wake up. We eat dinner. Still not feeling great, but I'm thinking, you know what? I've been burning the candle at both ends. I'm really tired. This and the other. Go to bed. Wake up the next morning. Now, I am not the kind of person... I'll pl- I'll play hurt. I'm not I'm not here to say I'm some sort of hero, but I'll play hurt. If I've got a cold, or I've got something nagging or something like that, I'll just be like, whatever. I'll just pop some whatever medicine and be good. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, I felt like I had gotten hit by a truck. <laughs> That's rough. Rough morning on that Wednesday morning. But I was also of the guy who was like, you know what? I'm maybe just tired. It's a cold or something like that. Whatever. I'm not going to go get any medicine. I'll just be fine. I'll just lay around all day. Mm-hmm. Um, lay around all day. You know, I'll shake it off. Hopefully, just one 24-hour thing. I'll yeah. wake up next morning. Wake up Thursday morning and feel at best the same and at worst, worse. And so at that point, I'm like, I probably need to go see a doctor, go to urgent care, and I have the flu. Uh, we'll have a flu Christmas, as we would say. And so I was quarantined, essentially, at my in, my poor in-law's house for like four and a half days. Jeez. Uh, straight up not having a good time. That's why, That's why I got to watch the entire no. Armed Forces <laughs> Bowl. Because, like, what else am I going to do? I'm down there by myself. And, like, it's one of those things that, like, I think in, in like, in the abstract, you're like, oh, boy, I'd love to just, like, lay around all day, mm-hmm. like, and just have a day to myself and just watch something on the Yeah, but not when you feel like crap. Oh, I felt like absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. Absolute, absolute garbage. Um, so you're not actually catching up on rest uh, at the that The first point. thing I was able to do with the family uh, was eat Christmas Eve dinner. And I went up there, and we, I, like, sat away from the table and mm-hmm. stuff like that. We ate Christmas Eve dinner. <laughs> I was good enough for Christmas— Mm-hmm. That, so we were we were good enough. I didn't go to church with the family. We just didn't think that was a good idea. A lot of old people go to church and stuff. Right. And just, you know, I don't want to be a vector. Um, and so, but but yeah, I, I was down for the count for about four and a half days. Um, and so my Christmas break was, dry, or my Christmas trip there was driving to St. Louis, getting sick, having Christmas, and then driving back. back yeah. Is basically what I did. Um, and then after we got back, uh, we were home for a couple of days, and then we went up to Oklahoma with my folks to uh, to Broken Bow, Oklahoma, Broken to one of those awesome. one of those um, cabins, one of those cabins. Nice. Uh, we had a great time up there. Um, everybody and their dog had the same idea. Oh yeah, absolutely. The traffic in McCurtain County, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. was uh, was crazy, and it's one way. Oh yeah. Uh, and so it's like it was one really, little like Brookshire really Brothers funny. on the path. So I plugged I plugged our address into Ways, uh-huh. right? So we're going. It's about a three and a half hour trip. And as we're getting closer, one of the things about Ways is that it will give you the most direct route, even if it's not the smartest route. Yeah. In the sense of like, oh, if you make these four turns, you'll save one minute. 
Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, you'd be like, no, I'm just going to go here. Yeah. And especially when you're driving through Broken Bow, that oh, yeah. ends up being back roads up a, a hill that's roads. not necessarily the safest way to but get there. But what's so funny is that you could tell who else was using Waze. Because everyone because was on we turn up we turn off the highway onto this little road that is going to save you again. 30 seconds on the whole but there's this caravan of people who are yep. all doing the same thing i'm like oh you guys are coming from dallas too and you guys are going to go to the same place we are yeah um so we went up there we had a great time um hank and max had had a great time they got to make s'mores got to um got nice. to hang out with that with the family and uh, and and all the cousins got matching pajamas and it was very cute Solid. So uh, we had a great time. I'm uh, glad you got like a redemption on your like yeah. what should have been. Cr- like it would have stunk if you came back and then you just kind of came back sat to there. work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that was nice. Um, and and I appreciate my my in laws for taking care of me and, and just kind of like being like like they brought me food and stuff while I was sick, which they didn't need to do. I could have just starved. Um, and and I just appreciate them taking care of me and putting up with a, a sick son-in-law oh. <laughs> uh you know and 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 i was know, gonna say up, honestly like my wife of course had to like pick up the slack on like the the, the, the on, like taking care of the kids and stuff so it's right like, i'm useless but, yeah but honestly More it's better to be there with other family that also want to see the kids and keep them entertained than right. jen pulling out her hair trying to take care of all three of you right. at the house exactly you know? so um anyway i do not recommend the flu um Didn't, i'm gonna they give had it, us in the first half i'm gonna give it Half a star. Yeah, it's pretty Having bad. the flu, half a star. I could be talked into zero stars, but for now it's half a star. Anyway, um, that's that was my that was our holiday break and, and what we've been doing for the past couple of weeks. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Um, well, I'm trying to find the final thoughts button. I forgot about that. The final thoughts. Hit the final thoughts button. <laughs> Um, I would say that keep keep an eye out for all the college content coming this oh, week. Oh yeah, because obviously Craven and Ish and Corey and and everyone on that side of the the department is going to have a ton of stuff coming out about the national championship. Craven game. was in Phoenix for the um, uh, or I guess Glendale. He had to drive to Phoenix. That's right, because of all because of all the flight Southwest. craziness. Yeah. Um, he had to fly, and then he will be in L.A. for the national championship game. Uh, I don't know when he gets there. I need to talk with him. But uh, when he gets there, and so we will have coverage on the scene coverage as TCU goes for Texas's first national championship since 2005. Uh, so, yeah, check out TexasFootball.com. Uh, you got anything else? No. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Good to be back, folks. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We will see you tomorrow, believe it or not, on Texas Football Today.